Welcome to Next Flag Ends the Race, a NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Jim Whip, coming to you from the Crozet Kingdom. And we have basically what is called an emergency podcast edition today. Um, I am so excited about this Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace news. Um, we've got we to gotta dive in and talk about that new race team being uh, formed up and getting ready to go for 2021, in fact. I mean, that's a few months away. Like, this is just... I'm so pumped up for it. I think it's it's huge for NASCAR. It's definitely the the biggest news that we've had in quite some time, and certainly transcends anything um, within the sport itself. So we got to talk about that, and that's really the inspiration for today's episode. But you know, kind of more importantly, going back on stuff, you know, this is the first podcast in a while, or the first excuse me, the first episode of the podcast in a while, and um, you know, when I started this many months later, I think this is the fifth episode, but when I started this many months later, I fully intended this to be like a weekly deal and, um, you know, to, to, to dissect races and talk about, you know, everything that happens on a weekly basis within the the sport. And then, you know, I started this, I think, uh, like the third or like the, the second or third weekend into the sport. And then, you know, two weeks later, everything shut down in Atlanta because of the pandemic. So, um, when that happened, I kind of called things off for a while, um, and then we came back once the return to racing was announced back in May. Um, but then outside of that, we I haven't recorded anything since May, and, and honestly, I, I wanted to, you know, step back and, and really just kind of, you know, let things play out and see how they played out. And, um, and then beyond that, with the pandemic, you had everything going on. Um, you know, in terms of the, just the division going on and everything, you know, with the, with the unrest and, you know, different sides of the political aisle and all this stuff. And I mean, it's just, it's just been a mess. So, um, I just wanted to kind of step back and, and really, you know, um, take in the racing for what it was during the pandemic and, and everything going on right now and just step back and enjoy it as a fan and not really analyze it. And to be honest, I really haven't been able to, you know, just I haven't been as into everything as I as I have been um, in years past, and it's it's just solely because of um, you know everything going on, um, and just I just wanted to consume everything as a as a real as a real fan and and, and kind of it be my escape, and so um, that's kind of the reason why you know we haven't done as many podcast episodes recently, but. Um, as the summer's progressed, I've, I've definitely really been into it and keeping up with it. And I, but I think a lot of it's just been me enjoying everything as a fan and kind of tuning in when I want to tune in and, and not taking everything, not analyzing every single minuscule fact about it. But, um, this, I think this, this most, this, this stretch of racing this year coming back, you know, since the COVID break, I think it's just been amazing. Um, it's, it's been a really competitive season. Um, and now I know you've had, you know, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin win 15 out of 29 races, which, you know, it's obviously it's not the most parody, but you have had um, some really good racing, um, you know, on the short tracks this season. Uh, the road courses have been phenomenal and even, you know, some of the intermediates have been really good. So in terms of, you know, I, I think it's definitely been a more memorable season in terms of finishes and, and, and close racing um, and just excitement, um, than the last couple seasons. So, um, I think it has been a good season, but, uh, to kind of loop back around to the whole reason why I wanted to do this is, is just to talk about the, I mean, this silly season's just been incredible. I mean, 
there's been so many different moves going on and, and so much left up in the air. And it's not like it was, you know, 10 or 15 years ago where everything kind of got announced at, at one time or, you know, close to one time, you know, during the Charlotte media tour in the fall um, at the racetrack or, you know, just within a couple months over summer. I mean, silly season nowadays lasts from, I mean, it, it seems like it lasts from like March all the way until December of a, of a calendar year. It's just been so much to keep up with. And, um, you know, there's so many more moving parts and you got to get all your sponsors aligned and in a row and figure out how the race team is going to get sponsored. And you don't have those, you know, one sponsor that's going to just, you know, re up for, uh, multiple years for, you know, $30 million a year. And that just doesn't happen anymore. And because of that, you have to piece together multiple smaller chunks of sponsorship to cover your race team at, and all of those have different intervals and agreements on, you know, what, how many years they want to cover, what races, you know, it's, it's not just a blanket. Um, I mean, honestly, the only one like that, you know, that's kind of old school that I can think of now is, is Denny Hamlin with FedEx. I mean, that's really the only sponsor I can think of, you know, aside from maybe Ally, um, on the 48 car. I mean, those two sponsors, they, they probably both sponsored, you know, the, the cars that they run on for 30 out of 36 races. And that just doesn't happen anymore. So that's a big reason why silly season isn't as cut and dry as it once was, because you have to piece together, you know, multiple companies that are willing to sponsor, you know, the same car and, and, you know, for differing amounts of time and everything. So, um, but because of that silly season, it's just been wide open this year. Um, and, it's just been so interesting to follow this this Denny Hamlin racing team rumor that's really kind of persisted now for the last several months. Um, I shouldn't say several, but definitely the last couple months. I mean, there's been rumblings of, of this, this wild rumor that Denny Hamlin was going to go off and form his own race team, um, you know, since, you know, I would say the middle of summer easily i mean uh, it was popping up on reddit and people were like oh you're crazy and i mean nobody really believed it but at the time like the base of the rumor was that hey denny hamlin is going to go off and form his own race team with a high profile athlete and everybody's just like oh like there's no way that's happening like denny would be crazy to and at the time like i think denny was either tied or, or leading the series and, and wins. And it's like, Oh, like he's crazy. Like he's definitely like, this is the best season he's ever had. He's finally with the crew chief and Chris Gapehart that, you know, could give him winning cars on a weekly basis that makes good pit calls. Um, and people are just like, you're crazy. Like you're not going to leave Joe Gibbs racing with solid sponsorship from FedEx to go start your own race team. And it was immediately kind of dismissed, but you know, it got so much traction on different social media platforms on Twitter, on Reddit and stuff that, you know, like the B reporters within the sport actually had to start addressing and asking and start looking into these questions. And at first it was that, you know, dismissed, you know, the answers they were getting were being dismissed too. But, you know, all of a sudden, you know, kind of within this past month, it's, it's definitely turned in from all, like, it's not happening to like, well, maybe there's something on the, you know, foreground or, you know, coming up or, well, oh, well, they've got announcement or, you know, there's something coming down the pipeline, but, you know, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment. And usually when you get no comment, it's like, well, something's up. We just don't know what, and kind of putting all the pieces together. Well, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just been so fascinating. And, and ultimately what ended up happening is that Denny Hamlin has announced, um, that he and Michael Jordan are going to co-own their own, NASCAR Cup Series team. 
um, and they're going to begin fielding uh, a single car in 2021. So next season. And that that's that is such awesome news. Um, I'm by no means the biggest Denny Hamlin fan. I've certainly grown to like respect his driving ability and like he's from, you know, my hometown. So that's awesome and, and everything like that. And, you know, so I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't necessarily root for him, but I don't root against him, you know. Um, but it's just been it's it's so cool that 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 Denny has you know, this ability um, to take a friendship that he had with Michael Jordan and turn it into a partnership like this. And um, basically, the, the we don't have all the details yet all in terms of, you know, car number, sponsor, um, manufacturer, all that good stuff's going to be announced at a later date. Um, but Denny Hamlin did confirm it last night and so did Michael Jordan. And, and the cool thing about this is, is that Michael Jordan is actually the majority owner, um, which is awesome. And it's it's just it's just so... Like I can't, I can't overstate like how significant this is. I mean, this is easily, in my mind, the most significant thing in terms of team ownership and possibly just in terms of NASCAR in general to happen to the sport, at least in my mind, since either Tony Stewart left Joe Gibbs Racing to start Stewart Haas Racing or Dale Earnhardt Jr. announced that he wasn't going to return to the, the team that his father built. And he was going to seek free agency and ultimately end up at Hendrick Motorsports. But I mean, I mean, so it's been, I mean, in my mind, it's been at least 10 or 12 years since we've had this kind of like wave come through the sanctioning body in, in, in a good way. Um, and I am so excited for it. You know, obviously Michael Jordan is, you know, he's an international, not just an international athlete, but just an international figure and star. And I mean, it's, I mean, anything that, that he is associated with. I mean, he is a, a media mogul and, um, you know, obviously he's the owner of, um, you know, the Charlotte Hornets and, um, you know, has the whole Jumpman brand, um, you know, with Nike and everything. And I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a win win for NASCAR. Um, and it's, it's so cool. I mean, he's, I read something where he's the first, um, you know, majority, team owner in NASCAR to be an African-American since like Wendell Scott in like 1970. Like that's, that's so cool. Um, and it's Michael Jordan. I mean, and it, and it, and it would, it'd be different if it was, you know, somebody like, you know, Dan Marino or somebody starting hall of fame racing where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they're, you know, maybe they say they're NASCAR fans and maybe they are like, I don't know, but you know, Michael Jordan is from North Carolina, grew up going to the racetrack with his, his family. Um, and like genuinely like, you know, keeps up with NASCAR. I'm not going to say he follows it on a weekly basis, but I mean, he's savvy enough to obviously have a conversation and like, know what's going on, know the ins and outs of the sport. And like, he's, it's, it's, it's like a genuine, you know, connection. Like there's nothing fake about it or it's, 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 it's exciting because it's Michael Jordan and it's exciting because like he actually has a history within the sport and, you know, growing up in North Carolina. So he's, it's kind of like the unicorn where it's like, you know, you, you kind of check all the boxes on, you know, both sides where you shouldn't check all the boxes. And it's, it's, it's so cool. Um, and to be partnered up with somebody like Denny Hamlin, who is, I mean, like I said a few minutes ago, like he's having the best season he's ever had in his cup series career, arguably. I mean, they're 29 races in he's second in points. He's got six wins. Um, I mean, he just looked unstoppable like midway through the season. Um, so it's, it's, it's so cool. And 
you know, it's just, it's, it's, it, like I said, it, it's so hard to process because like I said, this is, this is easily the biggest thing to happen in the sport in a positive way for a decade or more. Um, so it's going to be fun to follow and, and fun to see what's going on. But I mean, that's really, you know, when this got announced last night, I was so excited um, just because free agency has been so wild and, and more, you know, kind of, you know, connecting the dots here, like none of this would not have happened without NASCAR's like leadership these past few months. Like I've, I've said it a lot, like when Steve Phelps took over a leadership position within NASCAR and ultimately became the president of NASCAR, like I felt like we had somebody who was the face of NASCAR who was fresh and new, but also cared about like the integrity of the sport and making sure it was perceived the way that it should be. And that it was, you know, an environment where, you know, we have great racing, we have competitiveness, but we're also, you know, it's, 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 we want to keep, we want to still service like our old school fans and, and make sure that, you know, they have a, a place for the, for, you know, today's NASCAR. But, you know, we also need to be thinking forward and saying, you know, Hey, like, you know, this isn't my granddad or, you know, my daddy's NASCAR anymore. Like, you know, like we're, we're going places again. Um, and I'm excited, um, you know, and, and everything, how they handled, you know, all the all the racial injustice this summer and, um, you know, the attacks by, you know, different uh, political figures in, in the country, um, you know, for NASCAR to act the way that they did and for them to have, um, you know, their sole African-American driver and Bubba Wallace at the, at the top level of the sport you know, do an interview and, and basically go on, you know, national television and say, you know, be asked about the Confederate flag and how it still flies at events and all this and that and how he felt about it. And for him to say in that interview, um, you know, look like I'm, I, it, you know, it makes me uncomfortable. And, and I feel like you should never have something on the racetrack that makes it uncomfortable for other people to be at the racetrack or not to want to come to the racetrack. And for him to say that, and then for him, for NASCAR within a day, within 24 hours to come out and say, you know what? He's right. We're banning the Confederate tracks at all NASCAR properties and, and, and own tracks. Like that's huge. Like, I don't, I don't think people realize like how big of a moment that was not only for Bubba Wallace to come out and say that, but for NASCAR to react it the way that they did. And I just like within a day you have, you know, 60 years of, or more of just kind of, you know, oh my God, like the Southern heritage of Southern pride. Like we fly this flag because of like whatever you believe in. And that's why you fly it, like whatever. But for NASCAR to come out and, and basically say, you know what? Like, yeah, like we have a lot of our fan base, you know, fly it for this reason or that reason. But you know what? Like we're just, we're, we're moving forward. And, you know, we never want to have a group of people come to the racetrack and feel uncomfortable because of what they see. And for them to do that within 24 hours, that to me, there's one thing I'll remember about like this season in general, which is just a side note. It's just been crazy because there's been so much to happen this season. It's going to be NASCAR's effort to, to do what they've done and, you know, to make the, the banning of the Confederate flag and to have all their stances of unity and the, the support that the driver garage has given Bubba Wallace, even though that, you know, it's, it's a new territory for them for stars to actually come in like Jimmy Johnson and say like, you know what, like, we haven't been good about this and we need to grow up and do better and to educate themselves and to, you know, do all the things that they've done, you know, besides just, you know, what's been popular or necessarily or what's been, you know, the popular thing to do. They've actually taken strides to do it. You know what? Hey, like 
this is our guy. We support him. Like we're going to do whatever we can to make him feel comfortable and let him know that he's welcome to NASCAR and everything that happened with the incident at Talladega and just, you know, the banning of the Confederate flag, like the steps that NASCAR took, like I've, I've never in my life, you know, been somewhat semi embarrassed or semi, you know, I've, I've always been semi hesitant to tell people I'm a NASCAR fan because it's, you ultimately get that sort of stigma against you. And, um, I will say that, that that's not, um, you know, that's, that, that's not okay. Um, and so this summer has been the way NASCAR's handled themselves and, and the way they've reacted to certain, you know, all the, all the different controversy and stuff. Like it's definitely been, um, something that's been, I guess, applauded by me. And I think that's just been really, really cool going forward. So, um, whatever it, it may be, um, I'm just, I'm just so pumped, um, that everything that they've done and, and the leadership that they've done has been really, really cool. Um, and I'm, I just couldn't be more proud of them. So, so that's been a really, really cool instance. And, you know, moving forward, I'm, I'm excited about the NASCAR leadership. Like I really think they care. Um, and it's going to be, be so awesome to kind of see what they do and, and how we progress going forward. None of this would have ever happened, you know, had NASCAR not taken the steps that they did in terms of, you know, Michael wanting to come and be in this sport. Um, and that's why, you know, at the time, like I knew that everything happening, you know, it was, it might hurt NASCAR in the short term in terms of, you know, they might alienate some of their hardcore fan base, but I was like the long run gain is just, it's the potential for it to be, you know, something different that hasn't happened in NASCAR before in terms of attracting, you know, different sponsors or, you know, a different, you know, core group of media attention or a different fan base in general, like the, the, the gain, the potential for the gain in my mind was worth way more than what the definite loss will be. Um, and had NASCAR not taken the position that they did this summer with Bubba Wallace, you know, the support for him and, you know, their stance on the Confederate flag and inclusion and whatnot, like Michael Jordan would not be, we wouldn't be talking about Michael Jordan being a, a team owner, a majority team owner NASCAR today, you know, just a few months later. I mean, obviously you had to have certain things happen and for some of the dominoes to fall in the right place, but you wouldn't be talking about this otherwise. I mean, it just you know, it all just pays off in the end. I mean, it's, it's like those actions in the summer have led to this moment happening. Um, and it's, it's incredible. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan, obviously, I mean, he just transcends everything. Um, I mean, and it's, we've, we've been wondering for a while now, it's like, you know, like the, the owners that you have now in the sport, like a Roger Penske or a Hendrick, you know, a Rick Hendrick or a Joe Gibbs and, you know, those successful ones. I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're not getting any younger. So who's going to be the next, who's going to be the next like team owner to like enter the sport. That's going to make a significant impact. That's not going to be a start and park team. And is actually going to show some sort of promise or something, you know, in terms of competitiveness. And, and we got our answer last night. I mean, it's, it's going to be Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan, and, um, it's going to be so cool. I'm, I'm just pumped. I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait to see, how it all plays out and, um, you know, and just, and just, you know, what a, what a crazy ending or not an ending, but just a crazy, 
you know, who would have thought that Bubba Wallace would be here after everything that's happened just in his career, you know, the last couple of years where it's like, you know, you, you start off with a promising, you know, few years in the truck series where you're winning races for Kyle Busch Motorsports, the top truck team. And it's like, you know, looks like you're destined to go to Joe Gibbs racing and you go through that pipeline. And then that ends up not working out. So you end up at Roush, like right as, you know, Roush goes from being a, a powerhouse in the Xfinity series to just their demise and they're not competitive and drivers jumping off that ship. Cause it's a, just a lot going on over there in a mess. And then, you know, you end up getting booted out of that ride because the team loses funding and is going to shut down the car to then being like, okay, well, I'm going to be a fill-in driver for Richard Petty Motorsports because Eric Almirola got hurt and they need someone to drive the car. And it's, you know, it's like, well, that's all great. And you end up, your audition goes well enough to where you end up getting the job full-time for Richard Petty Motorsports, you know, the next couple of years. It's like, at the end of the day, like, that's not a competitive car. Like, it's just not, you're not going to be contending for wins and you're not going to, you know, it's, I mean, it's going to be a struggle. Like, it's just... So for him to end up where he is now, like it's, it's, it's insane. And, you know, I mean, just with everything going on and, and, and whatnot, I mean, he was really in the catbird seat. I mean, he, you know, with everything that he brought to the table in terms of sponsorship, like he brought DoorDash to the series this year and he brought Cash App and Columbia Sportswear. And you have all these different sponsors that have never been in NASCAR before. that are now backing Bubba Wallace to where he brings between 15 to $20 million worth of sponsorship. Like at that point, like he can basically pick anywhere he wants to go because any team is going to want, you know, there's, there's no guarantees anymore. Like it's expensive to run these, these operations. Like you're not, you're not making money head over heels to be competitive. You're breaking even at the most point, or you have other entities that fund your racing operation. So you're losing money, but you have other income to cover it. So, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of days, like you have to have some sort of sponsorship to be able to even get considered for a ride. And so for Bubba to have that and really be able to pick what he wants to do, I mean, that plays a part into this as well. Like, you know, from my understanding, it's, you know, this is, you know, Denny Hamlin acquired the Jermaine Racing Charter because uh, Bob, uh, I think his name, it's not, I don't know. I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the, the Jermaine team owner, you know, announced that they were selling the team because Geico's pulling out. Um, so again, like you have a sponsor leave, so you got to sell the team. So Denny Hamlin acquires the charter. And from my understanding, it's, you know, they're not going to be using those assets. Like they've bought the charter. So they have a guarantee that they can compete, but they're going to literally build a team somewhat from the ground up. Um, and that's pretty ambitious in my mind, especially for a season going into next year where we're only going to be running this current generation of car for one more season. Then we go to the next generation car in 2022. So, I mean, this new startup team, they've got a lot, they've got their work cut out for them. Um, you know, Denny's going to have to definitely get, get his hands involved and get, you know, get some, you know, make some magic happen. But I mean, that just goes to the point of like, my original point is that Bubba Wallace brings 15 to $20 million in sponsorship. That is huge for a new race team um and that can get them going um at least in the interim and in the beginning um and you know it's it's just the the combination of the three pieces i just i just love because you have you have bubba wallace who is very charismatic a easy driver to root for because he's got a great personality he is somebody 
who just, you know, I look at him and I'm like, yeah, he's like one of the guys like I could go hang out with and drink a beer or, you know, sit around and watch sports with or, you know, go out on the lake with or anything like that. He's just a regular guy and he's funny. He's got personality um, and he's bringing all the sponsorship to the table. And, you know, I mean, he's he's a good he's a good race car driver. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, make no bones about it. Like he's the only African-American driver in the in NASCAR's top series, which, you know, that's that's not something that I think is okay. I think, you know, we, we got to have, you know, if, if your talent's there, then there's no reason why people of different, you know, um, races or, you know, women or whoever wants to be a race car driver, if your talent's there, like you should have the opportunity to compete. So, um, Bubba's really, you know, I mean, he's, he's doing great things for this sport. And, um, like I said, I, I really like him in the piece that he's in because at the end of the day, like he's a good race car driver and he's a good dude. So, that part is awesome. And then you have Denny Hamlin, who Denny's got all the institutional knowledge, right? Like Denny's probably not bringing as much funding as Michael Jordan is, but Denny is a good race car driver. He has, you know, I mean, he's, he's, you know, an all-time great race car driver. He's got three Daytona 500 wins and he's probably going to, you know, end up somewhere around like 50 or more cup wins when it's all said and done. Um, and he's raced for a championship caliber organization, Joe Gibbs Racing, his entire career. So he knows what it takes to win and he knows what it takes to run a successful organization. So he's going to bring all the institutional knowledge and, you know, he's, you know, he's an A-list cup driver. I mean, that's at the end of the day, there's, there's only a handful of cup drivers that I consider A-list and he's A-list in terms of talent and in terms of what he's done in the sport. Um, so to have an A-list cup driver, who's got that institutional knowledge, huge. And you have Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan is worth billion. You know, obviously he's not going to be pumping all that in NASCAR, but it's like he opens the conversations with places that this sport's never been before. Like he's going to get us back in those boardrooms that we need to be back in, that we were in, you know, in the late nineties with Jeff Gordon, early two thousands when we were going through everything and it was just boom town. Michael's going to bring some of that back and he's going to attract a wide range of companies, enterprises, and different people. Um, to NASCAR or back in NASCAR that haven't been there in quite some time. And it's just, it's a win-win-win in my book. Um, I'm so excited for it. I really hope they're competitive. I don't expect them to be competing for race wins or anything like that next season. Um, But at the end of the day, if they can just be competitive, then that's what it's all about. Um, You know, I think it'd be huge if Bubba could end up making the playoffs next year. I mean, to me, that'd be a win for this team. Um, Especially, like I said, like next year's kind of a lame duck situation where, it's the last season, the last season in the last year for this current generation of car. And then we're moving over to the next generation car. Um, and so theoretically it's a lame duck season for everybody, but you know, it's kind of, it's funny that they're going to, you know, pump all this money and energy into one season of a current generation of car and then move over to something completely different the year after. But, you know, if you can get established and whatnot, and, and the cost for the next generation of car is, significantly lower that NASCAR is promising compared to what it costs now to field a car, then, you know, maybe it's the perfect time. Who knows? I think that's another factor to consider about Michael getting involved in an entity like this and Denny Hamlin. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and it's just cool to see drivers give something back to the sport that's given them something, you know, and that's awesome to see Denny do, you know, similar to, you know, uh, Kevin Harvick, when he had Kevin Harvick incorporated in the truck, same thing with Brad Keselowski and his truck team, and like you see Kyle doing now with his truck team. So it's just, it's cool to see these top level cup drivers 
give something back and provide opportunities to different drivers that were once in their position. Um, it's just, it's just really cool. So I'm fascinated by how this is going to shake out. And I've said this before and I say it again, I sincerely think that this is the biggest thing to happen in this sport from a positive perspective in the last 10 or 12 years. Um, I mean, you have, it's, it's awesome. I'm pumped. I'm thrilled. Can't wait for next season. Can't wait to get more details about, you know, if, is it, what, what manufacturers are going to be? Is it going to be a 23 car? You know, who knows? Um, are they going to be affiliated with Joe Gibbs racing? Um, you know, my understanding is, is that Denny's cause Denny's still driving for Joe Gibbs racing. Um, my understanding is that the team can be affiliated with Joe Gibbs Racing as long as the car, the cars for the team are not prepared in-house um, at Joe Gibbs Racing. Or, or it basically, so it's like, as long as it's not considered a fifth team of Joe Gibbs Racing, then I think they're okay. And the kind of the unwritten rule I, I've, I've seen or heard tossed around by, you know, Steve Phelps and some of the other NASCAR people is that... Um, like I said, as long as that car is not being prepared in-house at Joe Gibbs Racing, then I think they're okay. Um, and the charter system kind of changed some of that up where, um, you know, it's, it's kind of lacked some of the rules about drivers owning and um, driving for two different teams or separate teams. So that that's going to be interesting to follow, but we'll still need clarification on that moving forward. Um, but, yeah, that's that's obviously the that's the biggest news right there. I mean, I you know, it's just it's it's so good. I can't. I know I've said it a lot, but it just, I cannot overstate how big of an impact this is. Um, and it's, it's all positive. Um, but you know, outside of that, man, the rest of the silly season is kind of crazy too, you know, just kind of touching on it, you know, Ross Chastain is moving to the 42 car for Chip Ganassi racing. Um, and Chastain's kind of a unicorn in the right in that he doesn't bring any sponsorship, but that he's a really good driver. So I mean, it's kind of cool that he's able to go to Ganassi on, you know, what is a really rare instance in that he's not bringing any sponsorship. So um, that's cool for him. Uh, not surprising, you know, Christopher Bell is out at Joe Gibbs, or excuse me, Eric Jones is out at Christopher, excuse me, Eric Jones is out at Joe Gibbs Racing and Christopher Bell is in. Um, that's definitely a theme we've seen these last few years of like Joe Gibbs Racing, that that 20 car or 19 car, or, you know, whatever it ends up being, Um or whatever it's been, um, you just see guys only, there's been like one guy at Joe Gibbs Racing who's who's stayed for about two or three years, who's been a really up-and-coming development driver that Toyota pumps a ton of money into, and then they kick him off to the curb for the the next generation of, you know, up-and-coming superstar. And it's you kind of feel bad for Eric Jones, but I think he's either, I mean, I don't know where he's going to go unless it's, you know, the only other competitive ride left is the 48, but... There's been talks about Kyle Larson getting that, so we'll we'll see what happens. But I do feel bad for Eric Jones. Um, he seems like a good a good kid, and um, I mean, he's won some big races. He's won the Daytona Night Race and the Southern 500, so he, he knows how to win. It's just you got to put a team around him that's built for him, and he doesn't have to be in the shadow of the other competitors on his team. So hopefully he'll end up on his feet. Um, again, real quick, like. Daniel Suarez has stated that he wants out of Gaunt Brothers Racing. Uh, it's not competitive, and he said he doesn't want to waste his career like that. He didn't come to the United States uh, to run in a backmarker cup team, which can't blame him for that. So we'll be interested to see where he ends up. Brad Keselowski only signed a one-year renewal at Team Penske, um, and I think that's not because he wasn't happy at Team Penske and wants to see what else is out there, but 
just the market value for drivers now isn't what it was 10 or 15 years ago. So he's not getting the most out of his current deal that I think he thinks that he brings to the table or that he offers. So he only signed that one year deal to hopefully, um, hopefully, I guess he's waiting for a market reset to, you know, for him to get paid more, which I mean, you can't blame him for that, but that is interesting. He signed a one year renewal. And the biggest question is, or one of the bigger questions is, you know, what will the Wood brothers do with Matthew, Matt DiBenedetto? Um, you know, will they resign him? Um, apparently they have to make a decision here by the end of September. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, obviously with Jermaine racing closing down, they got to find a place for Ty Dillon. You know, is he going to go to the 43 car? The heck is Richard Petty Motorsports even going to survive now that Bubba Wallace is leaving and probably taking all that sponsorship with him? I mean, there's some big questions left, but definitely the, the biggest domino, um, in my opinion of silly season fell last night around nine o'clock. And that's, Bubba Wallace is going to drive for the newly formed Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan team in 2021. It'll be interesting to see what their team name is too. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say it's something simple like Denny Hamlin racing, but who knows, maybe they'll incorporate Jumpman or something like that in, but we'll see. So lots to kind of follow. Um, they still haven't announced a replacement to who's going to drive the 48 car um, when Jimmy Johnson leaves. So that's kind of, in my mind, the last big earth shattering potential domino left to fall, but We'll see what happens. Um, and just real quick, kind of, you know, we're still waiting on the 2021 schedule. I felt like when we were talking about this in May, like, oh my God, like it's going to come out any second, but um, we'll see. Uh, still waiting for the schedule release. Um, I'm really excited. There's been some talk about having Circuit of the Americas on the schedule. I would love it. I would definitely want to go to see a cup race at Circuit of the Americas in Austin. I mean, that's a huge market, somewhere NASCAR's never been before. You know, it's progressive. It's a ton of exposure for potential new fans. Like, it's just a win-win-win in my mind. Um, so I really hope that NASCAR goes to Circuit of the Americas. There's talk about that being added to the schedule in terms of a new track. We already know we're going to Nashville Super Speedway again. Um, I mean, again, it's in the national market, so I'm not – thrilled with the racetrack but the market's different it's somewhat you know in close vicinity to nashville so hopefully that works out um you know but i'm hearing just based on social media chat and what the beat writers are saying that when the schedule does come out it's going to be a pretty big quote-unquote shakeup, and there's going to be the potential for at least four or five new tracks that the cup series has not been to um so but we already know that nashville speedway is going to be one um it, it's been heavily conf somewhat confirmed that Circuit of the Americas is going to be the second one. Um, people are talking about uh, Road America as a third and then um, another potential road course, whether that be the Daytona road course or, um, you know, something else. But we'll see. I mean, as long as, like I said, I mean, I, as long as it's exciting and entertaining and we get away from some of these mile and a half tracks and whatnot, like it's a win-win-win. But that's probably going to be the next big thing to come out in terms of what we have going on with NASCAR and um, how's it going to affect the 2021 season. So that'll be, that'll be fun to speculate on. But other than that, man, we're continuing the playoffs, um, you know, kind of going back. I mean, this season, you think about it, like up until about a month ago, like this season was really the talk of it was just Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. I mean, it was, and still is, I mean, it's been a fantastic duel between those two race teams, um, two teams executing at a super high level, um, bringing it all that they have to the table. Um, you know, neither team really making a whole lot of mistakes, both drivers executing, racing good races. Um, and for the longest time it was, you know, one would win and then the next would win and then one would win and the next would win. Well then, you know, 
this past month, you know, Denny Hamlin's team, they've, I don't want to say they've fallen off, but they haven't had the finishes. And to me, that what makes this Michael Jordan deal so interesting is because this, in my mind, Washington didn't perform this year. It's been the best he's performed. He's handled the pressure phenomenally. And it's been his best opportunity, in my opinion, to win a championship. And so for him to dabble in something so big like this in terms of starting a Cup Series team, I mean, kudos to him, but how can you not somewhat be, you know, distracted from the ultimate goal at hand is to win a championship this year? Um, And it is kind of interesting how, you know, the rumors of him buying a team and the performance kind of correlate to one another in terms of, you know, the rumors starting his performance dipping a little bit compared to the four team and and Kevin Harvick. But, um, I mean, but then again, you know, like Denny's always been the kind of guy in the years past where people criticize him for not being able to handle the pressure or quote unquote finish it out. But honestly, I mean, maybe he felt like aside from this opportunity falling to his lap and being a once of a lifetime deal, I mean, him working on a deal like this and having something else racing related to focus on, but not just think about the task at hand of winning the championship, maybe it'll help him in the long run. I don't know, but I did think that was interesting. Um, but I mean, like I said, the playoffs have been really good. Um, the racing's been really good. I am excited to see where we go forward in terms of competition and, and how these last seven weeks shake out. Um, I mean, you think about the season that Kevin Harvick's having, and it, it, it truly is a historic season. Um, that race team have won nine races and 29 events run this season. And they're averaging a 6.2 finish for the entire season i mean this race team is putting up numbers that has not been seen uh since jeff gordon put up ridiculous numbers in the in the early 90s or excuse me the late 90s um like the modern record the modern era record for wins in a season is 13 i think jeff gordon won 13 races out of 33 um and like that 97 or 98 season for an average finish of of 5.9 um i don't i don't think harvick's gonna win um 13 races he'd have to win four the next seven to tie it but um which I mean they might but I just I just don't see it happening um um but I mean nonetheless they're having an incredible season um he could potentially beat or tie Gordon's modern record error for uh top 10 finishes right now Hardwick has 24 top 10s in 29 races and Jeff Gordon had 30 top 10s in 36 races so Hardwick would have to top 10 six out of the last seven events, um, which I think they could do. Um, you've got you've got a road course in the Charlotte Roval coming up in Talladega, which could throw a wrench into that. But, I mean, if they execute and perform the way they've been performing, I don't see any reason why they couldn't tie Jeff's record on top tens. That'd be, that'd be a feat. Um, but, you know, it's it's been a historic season for them. They've been executing. I mean, a nine-win season – it's the most wins in a season since Carl Edwards uh, won nine races in 2008. Um, a driver hasn't had a double-digit win season uh, since Jimmy Johnson did 13 years ago in 2007. Um, so I think, you know, if I'm Kevin Harvick in the four team, the obvious goal is to win the championship no matter what. But as a fan, you know, I would just be happy if they ended up with a 10-win a season. Um, a 10-win season would be incredible. Um, you know, just because it's so hard to put together a race, it's so hard to win the championship under this format. I mean, it's, 
it's, it's, it's one race, winner take all. And there's so many things that can happen. You know, it's so many different factors and everything that that's why it's like at the end of the day, like obviously you want to win the championship and that means more than anything, but for you to come out and say, Hey, like I had a 10 or 11 win season and had an average finish of, of six and the last race where the winner take all in the championship, you know, we finished seventh because, you know, a guy, you know, ran up into us and we hit the wall and, you know, it, it did damage to the car and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's just, there's so much that could happen. So to me, it's like this season to me will be a success for that. I mean, it already is a success. Let's be real. But to me, it'll be considered a historic season only if they can win, um, 10 or more races. So Harvick would have to win one out of the next um, seven races, which I think they can do, but um, we'll see. A 10-win season is just incredible. I mean, those those just don't happen anymore in this sport um, because the competition is just so difficult. Um, So, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of people this season saying it it deserves to be him or, or Denny Hamlin win, and I absolutely agree with that. Like, I feel like you know, as exciting as it would be to say, oh my gosh, like, you know, like Martin Truex Jr. snuck up in there and did a bump and run to win the championship and with, with two wins this season, like, okay, like it was exciting, but you know, is it deserved? And, you know, you know, my opinion, it would be, yes, it's deserved because he won under the rules and the format that everybody races under. Um, and you can't like, you can be mad at it, but it's at the end of the day, like, it's it's the race fans own fault you know like they were the ones complaining that they didn't like to see a driver lock the championship up with four or five races to go and they won by over 400 points and because of that and the, the complaints that they got like nascar changed the format back in 2004 i mean it's you can't make this stuff up like nascar fans are their own worst enemy so um but we'll see what happens i mean regardless it's been a great year for that team it's been a great season in general um the way that nascar has rebounded from the COVID break and the shutdown and getting everything back up and running and the protocols they have in place. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been fun to watch and I hope that they have, you know, a really good last two months of the season here to cap it all off with an exciting playoff run. But, um, you know, that's, that's basically it. You know, like I said, you know, we've been, you know, I, I've just, I've really enjoyed the time this summer of stepping back and, and enjoying NASCAR as, as a race fan. Um, and to me, it's been the fan level where I'm not in it, you know, every hour of every day of my life, analyzing it like I have in the past to the point where it's, that's all you do. And, and you can't really, you can enjoy it, but you can't, you know, it's kind of like you're so invested that everything stretches you out to where it's like, you know, I'm just going to step back. I'm going to enjoy the racing product for what it is and get, you know, entertainment out of that. And it really has brought me entertainment. Um, and it's, it's been great. Um, it's been a great season and, you know, moving forward, hopefully, hopefully, uh, now that I'm kind of back in the groove with the Diddy Hamlin news and everything going on and the playoffs going and whatnot, hopefully, uh, hopefully I have a good few weeks coming up and, you know, we can get some regularity back to maybe doing some episodes. But like I said, I kind of intended this to be a, I did intend this to be a weekly thing, but, um, really it's kind of my own, I don't know, escape, if you will, for just letting, you know, um, my own thoughts flow from the matters going on in the sports. So, um, but this, this Michael Jordan 
news and Denny Hamlin racing or whatever they call the team is, is fantastic. And it's definitely been the biggest thing to happen in this sport in a long, long time. So um excited to see where it goes. And thanks, uh, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you guys down the road. Thanks.